I don't know what any of this shit is, and I'm fucking scared. First, you're gonna tell me about this science stuff. Sorry about that. What is a scientist? You caught me like I'm experimenting with science. It's like magic with electricity. I know that. I'm not stupid. I'm smarter than you. The smartest scientists in the entire world all agree science is a liar sometimes. Seriously, this could not seem less scientific. Those idiots don't know anything about science. It's science. I believe it's pronounced science. This is the least scientific thing I've ever seen. So I'm just experimenting with them? You'll be quiet. Thank you, scientists. One week for you folks. Fucking 24 days for us. Has it been that long? It has. <laughs> July 31st was the last time we recorded. Damn. So much has happened in the world since then. I haven't paid attention to any of it. Me neither, because I've been vacationing like a motherfucker. Yeah, same. Well, that was <laughs> I was gone from my house for 10 full days, which for me is tough. But it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome, so it was worth it. But yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you were you were saying that last time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like day five, it's like, all right, what are we doing? Right. <laughs> I just miss my bed, my pillow. Everything hurts. <laughs> what are we doing? Are we still pretending to live somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho's, welcome to Under the Guise of Science. Yeah, welcome. I am Charles or Charlie. I don't know. One of those yeah. for now. Whatever you like. They both work. Yeah. My I name... answer to both. Oh, sorry. No, that's you do. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Chris and I am drunk. That's, Adam, that's, yeah. Boy, when when'd you start? I started at seven because I thought we were starting at eight. So, yeah, and it's it's been two hours later. So I had to fill that extra hour with something. <laughs> and it ended up being bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally, I've been calling my stomach that extra hour. All right. <laughs> oh, so, man. so hopefully this will be good. Episode 30. You're goddamn right it's going to be good. Wow. Yeah, no, Episode we're seasoned vets. Episode 30. <laughs> XXX. And in honor of that, we're going to, we watched a video called, that's right, Triple X State of the Union starring Ice Cube. <laughs> Was I supposed not. to watch that? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I watched a different video. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I mean, well, we just haven't brought him up in a while, and I I didn't want him to stop listening. That's true. We still love we, you, Ice Cube. Yeah, we we've never stopped. Yeah, and it's I know we had a, a few close calls where we weren't uh, where we said something where you might have stopped listening, but we appreciate you sticking around. Yeah, that was like episode ten. He's he's back. It's been yeah. twenty. So he Anaconda. He was. All right, I love these guys. I'm pretty sure he said that. He must have. Yeah. He must have. I, I heard that uh, on the way to listening to, on uh, the way to going to his Joe Rogan experience appearance, uh, he was listening to our Anaconda episode. Just that to makes get sense. Him the, just to get him in the, in the mindset. Yeah. Get him, remind himself, fuck yeah, I was the lead man. These <laughs> yeah, guys know. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
Don't forget, don't forget what got you here today. <laughs> <laughs> As you walk into the biggest podcast on the planet, don't forget that you were an anaconda. That's right. <laughs> That's where. <laughs> It was also, I was actually talking about this music, music beginning. So if you don't like music, jump ahead. <laughs> if you don't like music, go fuck yourself too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I didn't realize when I was younger that Dr. Dre really didn't write a lot of his own stuff. There were various other, like he did write, but he also had like the DOC wrote some shit for him. I think even Jay-Z wrote some shit from him. And like NWA until I saw, I, I guess I never paid attention to liner notes or anything like that. But like at, that was mostly Ice Cube. He, I mean, Dre did the music, obviously, not take anything away from him. But Ice Cube wrote mm -hmm. a shit ton of the lyrics for everybody. No shit. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. <sighs> it's cooler yeah. every day, man. Every Holy time. shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I got a fucking... I go give that a how do you do? Yeah. Because I remember on when I found out that uh, that Dre didn't write all his own lyrics was right a few years after Chronic 2001 came out. Okay. And. 2003, uh, 2004. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> Well, it was 99, so actually it was probably 02. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, is that really when it came out? It didn't actually come out in 2001? Yeah, it came, came out in November oh, of 99. True. No, because yeah, That was my brief stint in college. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Suge Knight put out Chronic 2000 or something like that, or owned it somehow. So Dre couldn't put something... Like, he put out, like, a mixtape or something like that called that, so Dre had to uh, put something I called Chronic 2001. I believe... Okay. Somebody fact check me, or don't. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, that's what happened. But I'll take uh, it. anywho's, so having somebody point out that Jay Z wrote the lyrics for, um, oh, what's the one with him? Uh, Still Dre. Yeah, him and Eminem. Yeah. Yeah. And going hearing that, I went back and listened. And I was like, "God damn it!" I hear it all in Jay Z's voice now. Like now you can, yeah, you can listen yeah, to like, it and hear it. Yeah, I mean, the, the easy one was uh, "Forgot About Dre." That Eminem helped him write that. Yeah, to pack as many, but super duper quick. Like I remember hearing that and be like, "All right, yeah, that checks out." Right. Yeah, like it's, I, I, I was kind of surprised because he sounded just like him. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like he was trying to trying to do it with him almost. Yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, I was I was I was not ready I mean, for that when I found out, but whatever, it's still cool. <laughs> yeah, no, not that it's a bad thing. I mean, and Dre did a shit ton of other stuff, like obviously all the music and everything, and, and yeah, definitely Dre did a ton mind. of other stuff. Like, made, yeah. yeah, made the careers of <laughs> yeah, all like, the people that wrote shit for him. Didn't at one point um, aftermath. Trey's label uh, signed Eminem and then Eminem started his own label under Aftermath and then Eminem's label signed 50 right Shady Records or something yeah Shady yeah. Records signed 50 and then 50 made uh, G-Unit Records right or something like that I forget what something it was something like called. that that sounds right but so there were people that were signed 
to 50s label that are three generations removed from the parent company of Dr. Dre. Yeah, shit. And that's, I mean, he got a cut of all of that. Yeah. Dre got a cut of everything between 50 and M, which from 99 to what, 07 is fucking money because there were still album sales too at the time. Mm-hmm. Still no, he, he made a CD lot of money sales. off that. Yeah. Pale, pales in comparison to what he made off fucking beats, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did make a lot of money off that. Yeah. Fucking A. And that's how uh, I guess that's how you had, end up having a brain aneurysm at 50 something. <sighs> <laughs> but I mean, he's good, yeah. right? Yeah. He, he performed at the Super Bowl. Right. He just has to hope it doesn't move. Is that how yeah. that shit works? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Right. I don't know. If only we knew a doctor. That uh, and our our the doctor that we know. That's not a cheeky right. Dr. Dre. Right. Thing. Right in if you're the doctor that listens to this program. Yeah. <laughs> the sing- doctor singular that happens to listen to this program. Right in if, if you're him and let us if, know how that works. If you are possibly the only doctor that listens to this show. <laughs> Please write in. Yeah. Please tell email, text or call. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if you did every other word in all three of those mediums. <laughs> we it's up to us to put it together. Yeah. <laughs> Just mix and match between our fucking yeah. <laughs> all of our shit. Well, no, this time it looks like he texted you after me and then emailed under the guise of science at gmail.com. Yeah, timestamps and, and shit. Yeah. The amount of time it would the amount of time it would take you, doctor, it would take us that much more to figure it out. So it could be worth it. If it's it a could. short message, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking send us something that we have to national treasure, or fucking <laughs> or Da Vinci Code. This went it, from a question to a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking dare you to do yeah. this shit, bro. <laughs> 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 I was kind of frightened by the idea, idea, and now I can't wait for it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be very disappointed if it doesn't. Same. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know who you are, doctor. <laughs> He's definitely not doing this. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is receptionist. Like, he, he records a voice memo. To his receptionist, and like they do, like when doctors record, and then they have to get it transcribed into medical notes. He's mm-hmm. gonna do that, but it's gonna be the note to us and instructions on which word to send, which phone number, and email address. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> like the, the key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Rosetta Stone. <laughs> there you go. Um, the Rosetta Stone. That's a fantastic transition, though, to the video that we watched. All right, well, yeah. Black holes apparently are the Rosetta Stone of, of physics. Which I did not see that coming, much like most of the stuff that this dude says. No, same. Fucking broke my mind several times watching this video. <laughs> yeah, and just like a s- smile on his face and a chipper voice and just explode your perception of everything. Yeah, yeah. like he's it like that's one of the main things is like He's as amazed that he's saying the things to you. Yeah. As even more so. Like he's amazed every time saying it. Cause 
he was he was amazed way more times than I understood the first time I watched it. <laughs> right. I didn't even know how to be amazed at what he was saying yet. Right. <laughs> so the, the he in question is Brian Cox, who is a physicist that uh, he he is very wait is a ac- physicist. Something like that. Cosmologist. Wait a minute. I watched the video physicist. about uh, the star of Succession and the bad guy from uh, X2 and Officer O'Hagan from Super Troopers. I thought you meant that Brian Cox. Is that what you watch videos? That is the wrong Brian Cox. Oh, man. That's the Brian Cox that looks older than he is. We're talking about the Brian Cox that looks younger than he is. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You should have put that in parenthesis at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I showed my wife the video that we watched and she was looking at him and she said, he looks like a cross between Zac Efron and Cillian something or other. He's in some new movie. I don't know who the hell he is. Oh, Killian Murphy. They, yeah, it might be it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just gonna say yeah, yeah, yeah to whatever the fuck you say because I have no, no idea he's who in, it is. No, uh, he's uh, he's Oppenheimer's. And oh, okay. He's, yes, uh, he's, he's in the Peaky Blinders, and he was in 28 Days Later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just name three things of each thing. Yeah. So <laughs> each each misunderstanding for Brian Cox that gets brought up. <laughs> two good look the cro- a cross between two good looking young gentleman actors. And I said, he's actually 55. And she went, he's 55? Which means she thought he was cute. And yeah. Yep. And I get it. He's, he's got like a little cherubness to him. <laughs> yeah. I, he he didn't, like, I, I, I didn't Google his age or anything because I was, yeah, I was kind of hoping to get blindsided by it, which I figured he had to be at least 50 just based off of when, uh, of when his music career popped off. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. On top of being a renowned physicist or whatever the hell he is, scientist. We'll just go with scientist because I don't know. Yeah. And uh, and a science communicator and a professor and all that. He was also the keyboard player for, do you pronounce it Dream or D-Ream? Uh, I think it's D-Ream. So in the Conan O'Brien interview I listened to with him, he said it's, it's a it's it's spelled D Ream, but it's pronounced Dream. It's it's Dream with punctuation. <laughs> he mm. described it as. But interesting. Yeah. What's even funnier is that was not his first band. Oh, so no, okay. His first band uh, was a band called uh, Dare, as in like I dare you. Okay. But uh, from where they're from, in. England, I think Manchester is he from? I don't remember. But anyway, I, I believe he's studied and teaches at the University of Manchester, oh, so okay. it makes That's sense. It yeah, I don't remember where yeah. he's uh, born and raised, but in their accent, in that specific part of England, it sounds like uh, "dare" sounds like "der." Okay, which I couldn't even because like, I hear. Yo, I dare you. Like, I hear Yeah, like I'm thinking, that. don't be scared. Yeah, yeah, don't be scared like that. Yeah, over there. But, uh, and he came to the States when he was 18 to record an album. Like, his first time in America was he went to L.A. when he was 18 to go record an album. And then uh, that didn't pan out. So he was like, eh, 
I guess I'll go to university and study particle physics. <laughs> right, yeah, it's a good backup. <laughs> and then when he was there, that's when he joined the other band. So okay. while he was studying particle physics, he had a pop hit, a number one hit in the UK. That's crazy. Right? It's like, can some of us have some of that shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, you didn't have to do both. Yeah. <laughs> Could have passed one of those over to somebody else. Fuck How about man. this podcast? Throw some of that celebrity this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so like all that yeah. by 23, and that's not even what he ended up doing. Yeah. And he ended up being really good at what he does, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, he definitely, like, he has the... Because, the, yes, there is something to being able to convey information, not just like read facts of people, but be kind of entertaining while doing it. But mm -hmm. there is a difference between someone who's giving you that information entertainingly, if that's an adverb, uh, versus someone who is doing it because they fucking love it. Right. Yeah. Like he conveys that Michu Kaku conveys that, uh, yeah. NDGT. Is that what they're calling him? Um, oh yeah i was like <laughs> is that some kind of like new <laughs> no okay yeah yes this is new doctorate <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was like a new nft or something like that <laughs> yes ngdt yes yeah he, he also he talks about it because he was gonna fucking talk about it anyway so why not do it in front of a camera right yeah, yeah. and it's he cannot wait to talk about it even yeah. though that's all he does is talk about it. Right. Like, I don't even like anything that much. Like, even the stuff that I love, I'm like, I need a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I could do pro wrestling, but I don't yeah. because every, no, no one enough. else wants it. <laughs> I'd be down to switch gears right now. <laughs> but, but no. <laughs> um, you know what? I could probably... I could probably talk about hockey every single day. Sure, yeah, there's got to be something, but yeah. but that's what that's what Brian Cox like that that's his favorite fucking thing. Like that's you know when 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 he's reading about some shit, just for you know, I'm bored, passing the time. He's that he's reading about like yeah, he's he's not. I don't know. It's what he loves. Like that, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's it's good hearing. Someone with a very thick British accent doing it as well. Just because mm -hmm. it's not only A, does it obviously sound way smarter. Right. Yeah. He's definitely right because yeah. he has that accent. Yeah. <laughs> no one's wrong like that. No one right. sounds like that and they're wrong. <laughs> Never. <laughs> but also just, yeah, because the other two, even though they have very distinct accents that we just listed it's they're they're still american and it's like yeah jazz it up a little bit let me let me hear some different pronunciations of things yeah um which i have none at the ready yeah so, damn it I was yeah, going, I, yeah i had <laughs> a couple he said i had, I had a couple well real real quick one sidebar since i'm already bragging about going on vacation a lot um when i was at red rocks one of the pictures i took and fucking stupid but it makes me laugh uh I have new British slang to introduce um, to join uh, 
burning burning your privates or burning me privates as breaking your balls. Right. Uh, I was going to one of the bathrooms there, and the sign outside didn't say bathrooms. It just said sinks and toilets. And I was like, that's fucking British slang if yeah. I've ever read something. That's like, like, that's like a Cockney rhyme. Yeah, it's like, oh, you mean the fucking guy who's all sinks and toilets? You're fucking right. burning me privates. Fuck <laughs> off. <You know? laughs> oh, that was excellent. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I heard in my head the second I did it, and I almost dropped my phone trying to take a picture. I was making myself laugh so hard. <laughs> As I went to the world-famous music venue, I couldn't wait to take a picture of the bathroom because I was fucking... <laughs> <laughs> giggling at my own jokes <laughs> to be fair watching the band at red rocks is a memory that will live in your head you might forget that other joke so you kind of got to capture it fair enough yeah. fair enough i i will yeah I, i'm never gonna forget that I, I was on top of a fucking mountain yeah like it, it, watching a band play carved into a fucking <laughs> into a mountain the that's pretty it, dope yeah holy shit i would love to go back uh it is it is a bit pricey so it'll probably be a few years but that's fine yeah. we gotta wait till my kids are older and i'll come with you definitely dude yeah fucking perfect perfect circle recorded um uh, that box set that they put out they recorded uh one of the three shows were recorded at red rocks Oh sweet. Yeah, and all the all the bands like have like lights shit that they project onto the rocks on either side of you. Oh cool. Yeah, it's wild. It's it's such a it's such a great experience. Five out of five would recommend. All right. <laughs> yeah, no it's on the list. It's one day. Yeah. I'll but yeah, so fucking Maybe Perfect Circle will play there or Tool will play there. That would be definitely be a great place to fucking see Tool in the fucking mountains. Or Meshuggah. Or Meshuggah. Oh, fuck, right, I don't see, <laughs> <laughs> see anybody. Yeah, Maynard does not have to be there. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> There's so many other people in bands besides him. <laughs> if he was there, it'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm down, but yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Because, you know, Pussifer might be there, too. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd yeah. go see Brian Cox at Red Rocks, just to kind of remind everyone this is what we're talking about. We're still that's talking right. about Brian Cox. Right, that's yeah. right. We are talking about Brian Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, we, we definitely were going to share a link to the song <laughs> that he... Uh, yes, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... I, I was so ready to like it, so ready to try and like it. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't good. Yeah, it's fucking sorry. Early '90s Brit pop. It's like, all right, you failed higher than any of us would ever get with music. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> not failed. You're... It's it's you gave up on to find your uh, your true calling, and you're yeah, definitely you... better at finding the Higgs boson than you are at being in a boy band or whatever, whatever pop <laughs> band. But yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he was in the much less successful uh, Wham! ripoff Cram. Because <laughs> that's all you have to do is change two letters. Right. 
And write it. Uh, so, him talking about... Did, did you explain the God particle to me, the Higgs boson, at any point? Or has that not Maybe come briefly. Okay. Because yeah. he said it, and I was like... You know what it was? He he gave the dumbed down version now, and now I know what all the other words mean. So okay. <laughs> it's again I am I am learning things from you. It it is right. noticeable. It's palpable in my own brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all right. I'll try to we 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 talked about quantum fields. Mm-hmm. So there's invisible shit basically in the universe. Most of those fields in a vacuum are at zero energy or near zero energy. There's nothing going on there. Apparently, it was, it was hypothesized that there is another field that is actually not at zero. It's it's low rest energy has some value to it. Um, and apparently, this field interacts with certain other fields. Not all fields, but most of the other fields. And the basic idea is, uh, I'm going to steal a a Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, analogy. If you walk in in a crowded bar and you're going to get a drink and you walk from one side to the other, you get across no problem. Basically like a photon, you're not interacting with the Higgs boson field. You just walk from point A to point B, you stay yourself. That's, you're not accumulating any mass. Jay-Z walks into the same bar same crowd he's going to get a drink as he walks across people start to crowd around him and he draws a crowd and he has to slow down and it's slower for him to get from one side to the other because of this crowd that he attracts so that's basically a particle that interacts with this higgs boson field it's some kind of interaction that slows it down and creates mass now, are all the other particles that are slowing down the particle that's going through the middle? So they are essentially um, just uh, giving that particle uh, mixtapes and then trying to stop it and pitch it business ideas and be like, yo, particle, just lend me like a million dollars and I could totally get this business off the ground. Yeah, handshake. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're walking up to him <laughs> trying to shake his hand. Yeah, that's the perfect way to think of it. There's some kind of handshake, some kind of exchange that he has to now slow down on his way over to get a drink. <laughs> One particle is like, yeah, yeah, hold on. I got my cousin on the phone right now. Just, just, just say what's up. <laughs> just say what's up. <laughs> yeah, they want selfies. They want, yeah, all that. <laughs> and, the, and the other particles that couldn't get close enough, just like, yo, that Higgs boson's a piece of shit. <laughs> you wouldn't even talk to me. I no, was, I was holding my would phone be more, up. Yeah. <laughs> Jay-Z is more, I guess he would be like a, a gluon or something like that that actually has mass from it, the interaction versus the photon coming through going, my shit's more John Blaze than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's sitting there drinking by himself. <laughs> I heard that shit. It was all right. It was all right. But <laughs> yeah. That's that's a reference to a biggie <laughs> album if you if you're old, so <laughs> but yeah. So that that's basically in a nutshell, that's how the Higgs boson field works. So it was hypothesized to exist. Um it's not the only way that mass is created. There's other stuff that goes on too, but that's one of the uh the main ones where basically how like 
the nuclei of protons kind of start to get their mass. But without that, nothing else kind of falls into place or, or exists. But it was hypothesized. They they didn't couldn't prove it for sure. But um, they what they did at the LHC, the Large Hadron Collider, they spin two protons at near the speed of light, like ninety nine point blah 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 percentage of the speed of light, real close, smash them together, and apparently the energy that's released kind of mimics the early universe and. In the hypothesis, they said if this Higgs field exists, there should be a particle that carries the force, like all the other particles. Like a, there, there's other bosons, so they they saw it. the Higgs boson should exist. They mathed out what energy it should be at, and then in their observations, lo and behold, they found something at that energy. So they actually found the Higgs boson which meant that the Higgs field is real. Fuck yeah. And that was, uh, was that one of Einstein's ideas or did his ideas lead to that? The, uh, the, like when he, who theorized it first, the Higgs boson. I honestly don't know. Okay. Um, probably somebody named Higgs, if I'm going to guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hyphenated last name, actually. It was Higgs right. Boson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know French for sure. Canadian guy, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they found that in the Large Hadron Collider. Now they're doing other shit there. That's like they're trying to find all types of stuff. Supersymmetry. They're trying to find dark matter how where the fuck that comes from or what it is you know there's various things that they're trying to uh to still figure out there as they keep increasing the power and slamming things together faster and faster but so do they they're sla they're slamming electrons into each other protons into i think each mostly other? protons okay all right so then pro protons are what make up it's protons and to, neutrons, so the solid with a crouton dipping in Yukon. Uh, no, our, uh, <laughs> I'm amazed that didn't come up the first time we were talking about them, not once. Right. Uh, but that's what makes up the core of an atom, right? It's protons and neutrons. Yeah, that's the nucleus. All right, so the there you go, nucleus. So if yeah. if a proton is just a proton by itself, it's not. It's not any. It's not part of it. It's not any element. It's just a proton on its own. Like it's. It doesn't have a unique I, identity, right? Technically, it's a positive hydrogen ion. Oh, okay. So it is one thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That all, all hydrogen from... is just a proton and an electron. Wow. Really? Yeah. That, that's right. I do kind of remember seeing just like. That's why most of the shit like. Yeah, 90 some odd percent of shit is hydrogen. <laughs> Period. <laughs> In the universe. <laughs> hydrogen is the one element that is just constantly, this is plenty! <laughs> I don't need any more than this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could eventually get all the hydrogen we need. It's like when somebody comes over to your table with uh, fresh cheese or a black pepper 
Mm-hmm. Grinder. There you go. That's that's Grinder back here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the second user. That's good. Just like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's enough. It's almost like, why did you bother? But cool. <laughs> the thing that nothing would exist without. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um, but yeah. All so he works stars there. are hydrogen, right? A lot of stars are, or that's how the, that's how it all starts. No, they're not all hydrogen. Again, <laughs> they're mostly hydrogen. Everything's mostly hydrogen, right? And most of the nuclear fusion is hydrogen into helium. But okay. then, as stars get older, they can fuse other stuff into bigger stuff, and that's eventually iron and all that good shit. But right, yeah, but it's it's mostly hydrogen, and then stuff builds from there. So was he was he talking about? Was he being out and about talking about shit before he worked at the LHC? And then did was he able to go work there like once they made it? I don't think as much. Maybe he did, and and you know he was a professor and all that. I, I think the uh, the public stuff is last ten to fifteen years, okay. probably. Yeah, it would be funny if it was just like he had zero like public uh public image and then just every single other person that works at the LHC just like (laughs) any of us are going to talk to people no it's (laughs) you (laughs) yeah we're we're all scared you're the only one (laughs) it's like your friend that could talk to the cops and you're tripping (laughs) It just kind of turns around, and he's like, "No, we would just leave in the park, officer. We're just a shortcut to get home." <laughs> my pupils are big because you're shining a light in my face. We're on. I'm sorry, we're just going home. <laughs> like it's just essentially just using the force. <laughs> they go to they try to pat your pockets. These are not the drugs you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they they put Brian Cox out, the bad boy of particle physics. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's commonly referred to as. Yeah. Well, actually, no, he's he's, he's British, so the naughty boy of particle yeah. physics. <laughs> <laughs> the cheek, the cheeky boy. <laughs> <laughs> and it says that on his business card. It says all his. <laughs> All his uh, all his credentials, and then underneath in quotes, the cheeky boy of particle physics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking a. Yeah. Anywho, yeah, anywho. So he, got. so he was on this uh, program where he was interviewed. That's right. It was, it was another British British lady. She's. I don't know who she was. I'm not familiar with her show. Um, we'll share the link and uh, promote her that way. Yeah, apologies. She was. Um, she was a very good interview. Like it, it was. It, she actually really. Yeah. Agreed. There were a few very funny. Like, I have to either pause or just rewind this part because the two of you are being so British at each other right now. <laughs> 
Like I, my favorite thing about her is she knew when the fuck to lay out, like let the guy speak and ask the question when it's time, but also when to you know let him go. Yeah, like she yeah. <laughs> she's better at interviewing people than we are at talking to each other and not talking over each other. Yeah, no, my bad. <laughs> and we, I want no, you. <laughs> we, we do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for almost thirty years. Yeah, and we we still don't have each other's timing down. No, <laughs> it's hilarious. She does it with strangers. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. it's a talent, I guess. She uh, she had a good a good super British joke. Uh, he was talking about the light getting there, taking two million years to get there. And and he's like, just imagine light lived two million years ago, and it's just getting here now. And she she's all, well, I don't like to be uh, the last person to find out about information, so I don't know. And it's like, you cheeky <laughs> fucking, the, just the, the <laughs> tiny little subtle British joke. I fucking love right. it. That was just so British. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> Which is pretty crazy that that light left that long ago. Yeah, so I was thinking about um, it was either I think it was the last episode we were talking about light that left. Oh no, it was the exoplanets episode. Light, light that left one of the something that's seven hundred light years away. Right. And we were like, oh shit! So that's like black plague, like, and two million. <laughs> no, yeah, there was it two was million. Like, there was, there was zilch. Um, there there were, there were like Neanderthals probably at that point, right? Proto humans or Mi- proto proto humans? There were definitely monkeys. Yeah, I don't know if it was. <laughs> I don't know if it, we were still like two million. Hmm, that's a good question. Maybe with them Neanderthals and Homo something or other. Yeah. Homo habilis, one of those motherfuckers. Yeah, Homo sapien is. I think. I think even Brian Cox said this video like two hundred fifty thousand years. Really? Okay. Something like that. Or could be mixing it up with any of the of the myriad numbers he said in this fucking. <laughs> right. And also, point for me, I just used myriad correctly or at all. Yeah, yeah nailed it. <laughs> right. Yeah, you brought it up. Period. <laughs> And th- so the shit he was talking about, so th- there's this interview and she asked various questions. So he was talking about Andromeda in particular, uh, which is a, our closest full galaxy. I think there's a couple satellite galaxies that are kind of near our galaxy, but Andromeda is in our local group. And that's the only galaxy you can actually see it with the naked eye. So if you know where Cassiopeia is, Cassiopeia is like a W in the sky. Um, Use some, I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, I can't tell you. Use some app to find Cassiopeia. Well, I guess if you're using the app, you can find Andromeda too, but just find Cassiopeia to keep it fun. We'll write a commercial (laughs) for a new uh, stargazing app. Don't use a map, use an app. And, you know, we'll we'll shoot it like shitty 80s. Where's the beef? Fucking time to make the donuts. (laughs) That union guy commercial voice. Take a look around. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) 
fucking asks me. <laughs> you got it hot on. <laughs> Some shit. <laughs> yeah, well, take a look around. Look up at Cassiopeia. Yeah. And like I said, it's a W. So the, I guess, left side of the W. It's going to be like a W on its sides. So you tilt your head and imagine that you're looking at a top uh, to bottom. Which way is it rotated 90 degrees? Counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. Right? Yeah, counterclockwise. Okay, so it's a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the the bottom point, treat that like an arrow, and you follow that along to the thing that you can see along that line, and that's Andromeda. Oh, so cool shit. It points at it. And yeah, so it's like a, it looks like a fuzzy star, but it's actually a couple hundred billion stars. <laughs> yeah, I I made that noise so many times. <laughs> I know these numbers aren't real. Like like he'd say a thing, and I'd go, <laughs> and then the second or third time I watched, it, I think I watched it five times total. And oh okay, yeah, like the yeah you need e- each little... time it would be another. <laughs> it's like oh man there too <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm glad i didn't get this whole thing at once i just would have been exhaling for 23 minutes <laughs> and i can't breathe in that deeply <laughs> right <laughs> the cool thing about andromeda is it's headed right for us it's oh, one of the no. only shits that isn't moving away yeah. god damn it there will be a galaxy merge. Am I going to live to see 2030? Oh, yeah. Well, not has nothing to do with Andromeda. You... <laughs> That's entirely up to you, Charles. What, right, yeah. what decisions are you making? <laughs> Andromeda's made its mind up. What are you up to? Right. <laughs> Andromeda has like, a, a, I don't know how many, two billion year goal. That's, that's a two billion oh, year plan. God. One day I'm going to merge with the Milky Way <laughs> because Milk Andromeda needs to happen. <laughs> Andromeda Way. <laughs> that sounds like the Jamaican bobsled team song. No, no, no. Wrong movie. I'm thinking. Oh, uh, only the strong. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, drama way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Way, banana. <laughs> I couldn't think of the style of karate. It's not karate. Oh, uh, uh, capoeira. Yeah, capoeira. Yeah, yeah. I, for the record, all them kicking shits are karate. Come on. <laughs> like, what kind of that kung fu isn't kind of karate? It's just a, it is. <laughs> it's it's karate is the. Is the overarching name right. for all of it, and then right? You know what I mean. Yeah, I know you can beat me up. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, I don't care about your hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who you fucking roll with. Go. For <laughs> I, I roll something different. <laughs> I don't care who you roll with. Just fucking punch me in the face and choke me out so we can all go home tonight. Right, yeah. <laughs> Let's just get this over with. Let's get out of each other's lives. <laughs> Show me you're more of a man. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. You do karate. And <laughs> uh, drama way. Milky Way and then right. There we go. Got it. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, so they're slamming into each other, and how do we get the nair from Brian Cox? Oh, he was talking about Andromeda. There we yes, go. he nice. was talking about Andromeda. He was talking about the James Webb telescope, how it can detect uh, waves. So what he was saying is the Hubble, which is the current uh, or, or the previous space telescope that we had taking pictures of shit far away, could see light from the early universe. And all of this light, as as the universe expands, the light is also stretched out, so it goes to the red side of the visible spectrum. Light that is stretched out even more that goes into the infrared, Hubble can't pick that up. The James Webb has infrared sensors, so it can actually detect longer wavelengths than Hubble, which means it could see further than Hubble. Which also means it's looking back in time further than Hubble, because the further away you look, the further back in time you're looking, because that light is old. So that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and it's Hubble was like, I don't know if I can do this. James Webb is like, got you, <laughs> got you, bro. I can see that. That means, yeah, Hubble would not be able to see the Predator, but or, or no, Hubble is like. Regular eyes and James Webb is predator eyes. That's the end. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. I warned everyone. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Yo, you you <laughs> cobbled movies into a fucking into a science reference real quick, and yeah, I appreciated the, the, it. The pieces were there. Yeah. Oh, the ingredients were there. You just uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just had to take Mister Potatoes. Leg out of potato heads, like out of its eyes, and just fucking no, these two switch. There we go, <laughs> Mr. Potato Joke. <laughs> Did it. Thank you. Don't let me get away with that, <laughs> Mr. Potato. I, I was not talking about the play school toy that was popularized in the 70s, 80s, Mr. Potato Head. I was talking about actual Mr. Dave Potato. <laughs> who had a rare medical condition where you could switch his parts. It was <laughs> very different person. Yeah, that's something completely different. <laughs> All right, now I don't know how we got here. <laughs> so we were talking about far away light. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And so the interviewer asked can we see the Big Bang? Because we could see almost to the Big Bang. We could see the cosmic microwave background, which is the show fit friend of the show. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that is 380,000 years after the Big Bang. That's when light was released. We can't see past there because light couldn't travel freely. It was opaque, so it's not see-through. So that's kind of a wall. That was... That was one of the things that he said where it's like, oh, right. Fucking Shallon told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I probably learned it from him. <laughs> it's coming full circle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did the, uh, I did the math by the way, and screenshotted, <laughs> screenshotted a calculator calculation. I did. Um, so 386,000 years, that's the cutoff. That's the wall of where we can see to where the opaque is, essentially. The opaque wall. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, 
So I divided that by 13.8 billion. Okay. And so the life of the universe. Yes. Right? So yeah. that is point zero 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 zero. So four zeros and then 28. Okay. So whatever that is. So it's a very, very small piece like of time. 2.8 millionths of the life of the universe or something like yeah. that. or Of all time to date. <laughs> as yeah. far as we know. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good point. We don't fucking know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which uh not but, not to jump ahead. He he did a lot of that too, where it's like, all right, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm getting over the last sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to wrap my head around that shit. I do think it's cool that he was saying that they're trying now to detect gravitational waves from the Big Bang. So we we can pick that up with the LIGO. Um, that's some instrument down in South America that like some kind of long lasers that go in different ways that can actually detect the distortion, the stretching and the uh, scrunching of space itself, which happens when either black holes or neutron stars or some combination of the two merge. See, this is how much stuff he said in that I've watched this video five times in a 24 hour span and I don't even have any inkling of a, the thing you're talking about right now. <laughs> the detection I, I of gravitational ex- rate waves. Yeah, when she asked him, can we see back further to the Big Bang, he said not with light, but he was saying there's some <gasps> oh, promising... okay, all right. So then that's... Okay, yeah. I, I didn't pick up the gravitational waves part. Oh, okay. Okay, Yeah, he cool. was saying that we can maybe detect gravitational waves from from the Big Bang. I like that British you just kind of talks with a little bit higher up tone in his voice. <laughs> British me? Yeah. <laughs> or your Brian Cox impression is, well, oh. we can kind of, but, but it was <laughs> still just you. <laughs> well, this is clearly well, the same guy. <laughs> that was an unintentional impression. I was doing. <laughs> Um, Not on purpose. What did he? Uh... So yeah, gravitational waves. There we go. There's the words. Yeah. Yes, but but yeah, that's from various things merging um, particles. Uh, not particles. Black holes, neutron stars. My next thing was to say. So oh, he's that, sorry. That, go ahead. Yeah, that's how he got into black holes, like eating yes, each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. All right. So thank, because, thank you like for we explaining were the, that gibberish. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like we were saying in the beginning, black holes are what he called the Rosetta Stone of physics. Because right now in physics, there's two big things, like two, two theories that kind of describe everything. The theory of general relativity, which talks about all the big shit. And then quantum mechanics, which talks about all the little shit. And we can't get them to to um, play nice with each other, I guess is the best way to put it. There's just some transition that we don't see. Black holes, however, are really, really fucking massive in a very, very small spot. So if we could figure those out, that's kind of, it, it kind of has to connect the two. 
because it's so big and so small at the same oh, time. Man, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Like so that's why he got into it. Yeah, like I, I remember at, oh, and you just answered the question I was saving for here cuz I knew he was a particle physicist. Like I I know I heard him say that and then there's always the particle physicist, well why why are you talking about fucking outer space? Yeah. But that's why. That is that's, why. Man, so glad I didn't look that up. <laughs> Live mind. Oh man. Fuck it. I shit. just blew your mind. You did. <laughs> my mind is great. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they left my mouth, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you said the same thing when you blew my mind, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking. All right, so yeah, I don't want to lose that because jokes happened. So yeah, he is. <laughs> so he's studying black holes because what is happening in black holes could help explain what's happening on a quantum level. Oh yeah. Fuck. And, and there's this there's this other thing with black holes called the information paradox, which is in the past they thought, all right, something goes. So the, there's a theory and let me back it up. There's a theory in in I don't even theory is not the right word. There's a thing in quantum mechanics that information can't be lost. Even if something at a quantum level, even if you're you know, you set something on fire, you should, in theory, be able to collect all of the ashes and all of the smoke that evaporated and put it back together and figure out where it came from. Obviously, in practice, it's fucking impossible. Right. But in theory, you should be able to. So when something gets sucked into a black hole, it was just, okay, the information's in there. That's It's just there. Then Stephen Hawking came along. And Stephen Hawking showed, which and it's actually been proven since, that uh, black holes are actually evaporating very, very, very slowly. Not going to be in the lifetime of of anything. Like they're going to be the last things left that eventually evaporate into nothingness. But they are evaporating. So, what happens to that information when those black holes are gone? Where does that information go? It can't be lost. So are we wrong about that? Or is there something else? So that's one of the kind of the uh, the cutting edge things with, with black holes as to whether there's a theory. That it's called the firewall theory that the information gets stuck on the event horizon and never actually goes into the black hole. Or the other way is that the hawking radiation that comes out you can put that back together and figure out that there was, you know, the galaxy or whatever that got sucked into it. So, I d as far as I know, I don't think I'm repeating anything that I've heard, but I could have just sucked it into my brain and not paid attention. So, universe explodes from a single point. Uh, and then everything gets thrown around. Planets, galaxies, and all that. And keeps expanding. But black holes eat everything. 
right? Eventually, probably. Okay, so then eventually yeah. when there's nothing left but other black holes, black holes are going to start eating each other, right? Unless they're too far apart. But any black holes that do get together and merge, yes. But it, eventually, if you're eating... If, if there's... 10 black holes left and in those 10 black holes are the mass of the entire universe. They're big enough that they'll start pulling towards each other or massive enough rather not necessarily big enough. So potentially, so then that, that, all the black holes eat each other. And then one last black hole eats the other black hole, single tiny point, And then big bang again. That would be crazy, but I do believe the way space is expanding like all of the supermassive black holes that are in the centers of the different galaxies, mm -hmm. like Andromeda is coming towards us. That's going to merge our supermassive black hole in the Milky way. And the one in Andromeda, that's going to merge and become one. Mm. Eventually every single other galaxy that we can see will be too far away to even see. They'll be so far that the distance is not traversable by light they'll wink out of existence as far as our planet goes. I think at that point, no, they're probably too far away. They, they can't, there's no causality between, because like the speed of light is actually the speed of causality so that there is no connection between the two. Mm. So they probably won't get to that point. If they do get to that point, like you're saying, that's called the big crunch, basically, that the universe is going to pull back in and crunch down to become a big bang again. But it looks like there's not enough matter in the universe for that to happen. Mm. That dark energy is eventually going to take right. over. So it's going to be trillions of supermassive black holes all over the place that eventually just evaporate and explode in. Uh, so they'll burn out Google years. before they do yeah. anything else. Okay. Yep. They will, they will shrink and pop and then there'll be nothing. Well, that's boring. <laughs> it is very boring. That's actually exactly what Roger Penrose said that made him come up with his uh, cyclical conformal, whatever it's called, his theory that if you just zoom out far enough on this big empty thing, it's actually small and becomes a new Big Bang mathematically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oof. But that's what he, that's where his theory came from. He thought he said, "Well, I thought that was rather boring." But... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Sir Roger. Uh, I have to pee, and again, we don't have okay. to leave this in <laughs> unless you want to just talk for a little bit. I'll babble and see what happens. Cool. Good luck. <laughs> and begin. No. And here we go. Another and speaking of Sir Roger Penrose, the thing about Brian Cox is that he does not want to become a knight. Um, I think he was added to what's it, the Order of the British Empire? I don't know what it means, but he actually um supports Scottish independence. I do as well. Um big fan of Braveheart and I support freedom unite the clans things like that um so i'm i'm with you on that brian cox also 
this something something deeply hidden story it was very cool. Um, so Charlie already watched this, so he's not going to care about this. But there's a story about Albert Einstein that Brian Cox told. And Albert Einstein, when he was young, his father gave him a compass. And he was looking at the compass and noticed that it always pointed north and it aligned with the, the, the magnetic field he didn't know at the time. He just knew, looking at this compass, there was something going on and he couldn't see it. So that means there is more to this reality than what he can see. And uh, that's where the term, or, or Einstein basically said, if, if you look close enough, you'll see, there. <laughs> I'm fucking this up because I'm drunk, sorry. But there is something deeply hidden. That's the quote, those three words that Einstein noticed that the, the structure of this reality is actually built on something deeply hidden and not readily apparent to our eyeballs or to our, our basic senses. Um, and it kind of led Einstein down his path, which I don't know if you're uh, familiar with. We have an episode on Albert Einstein. If you go back and we don't have that many, it's probably not that far back. But uh, we talk about Albert Einstein, and uh, I don't think we brought that quote up. It is a cool connection between black holes and uh, particle physics. The big meets the small. And if we can connect those dots, uh, figure everything out, maybe? Probably not. There probably is a shit ton of other questions from there. That shit doesn't make sense. It does. It makes a bunch of sense, actually. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> did you know that space and time may not be fundamental i that is one of the fucking notes i wrote but in dumber words uh <laughs> where is it the uh yeah well first off right above it as this motherfucker called black holes evocative it's like <laughs> this fucking guy <laughs> We get it, you're British, reel it in (laughs) I think I I had that thought at least two individual times Like I watched it and then the last time I watched it I was like, this motherfucker really called black holes evocative (laughs) I think it's a British man advertising a British television show for a British audience Absolutely. He had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> he just had to have all his cheeks at the ready. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to reassess space and time. Right. Like, and Maybe his space isn't what we think it is. Yeah. And then he's, he said, th- what we're looking at are the building. We're looking for potentially the building blocks. Of space and time. Right. Like trying to figure out what space and time are made of, but not in the same way we think of made of. Right. Like it, I kind of, I referenced that something deeply hidden quote while you were gone. I mean, who knows? Like space is only a vacuum to our eyeballs, maybe to our instruments too, but you know who the fuck knows? There might be something else deeply hidden in there. That that whole connection. Yeah. Like, so, oh, the deeply hidden, like like the Einstein quote that he brought up. Yeah. Yeah. That, exactly. And part of me was like, oh, you know what? I was already at a place in the world, probably 
Einstein was what five or six, so eighty six, eighty seven. <laughs> I was already in a place in the world when I was five or six that technology was good enough that stuff in your hands could have all those moving parts. Like I would have come to the conclusion if I was alive when fucking Einstein was alive that something invisible is making this fucking compass work. No, I fucking right. wouldn't have. I'm- <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking when I was five, I was happy that I got a Skeletor mask. <laughs> this motherfucker, this motherfucker is like something deeply like hmm, reality is, and and he started picking apart reality from looking at a comp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah, he was built different. I just I learned think, how they worked say. the last episode. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's almost forty right. years older than he was when he when he figured out how compasses work, and he didn't have yeah. anybody tell him. He figured it out. <laughs> Right, yeah. And I went to school. He told everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) He invented school. (laughs) He invented school when he was seven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah, we got to put that on his Wikipedia tonight. I'm in. <laughs> but yeah, that uh that was a holy shit moment. Like that's the other thing. So he has all the all the mind blowing shit and then he's like, by the way, I'm gonna tie this all together great with uh this thing that Einstein said or did and this thing that <laughs> Stephen Hawking said or did and like paints more light on them because honestly I I don't know much about Stephen Hawking. Like, I know more about his appearances on various cartoon shows than I do about anything that he actually did. Okay. Yeah, he was on The Simpsons, right? He was on The Simpsons, uh, episode of Futurama or two, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, Al Gore's on Futurama a lot, by the way. Yeah. Um, and yes, he's the king of the moon on Futurama <laughs> in 3000 in 3001 uh, speaking of Futurama uh, back to what space and time are made up the building blocks of space and times uh, chronotons are what time is made up uh, Futurama already answered it so you're good okay <laughs> good to know yeah. <laughs> that makes that one check easy that right the only one more then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. that's Time check. Yeah. <laughs> now let's look at space. One of my dip into the notes for a second. Just the the quote of giving the perspective of the universe, which I didn't do the math on this because it's better all spread out. Uh, we are one planet around one star amongst 400 billion stars in one galaxy amongst 2 trillion galaxies in the part of the universe we can see. That we can see, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which means with this little fucking pebble, not even, maybe, there might be even more. Like the shit that we could see might be nothing. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Like and that—that's another thing with, with bringing up like the conversation of life elsewhere in the universe is. 
we what if we just can't even begin to dream big enough like we can only see all of this how many how many sections of the universe are there that we can't see yet sure cuz we could only see the andromeda galaxy that's the only other galaxy with the naked eye and like you said it's a fuzzy star right so right. we could see so many more now Oh yeah, like with the James Webb and everything. Yeah, yeah. like we could, now we could see a fuck ton. I think is is the scientific it number. It is, in fact. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's it's actually a fuke ton. It's uh, named after oh, okay, uh, yeah. Hans Fuke. <laughs> I always pronounce yeah, that wrong. It it you know it gets lost in translation. It's a <laughs> it's a pronunciation thing. Yeah. But yeah, like it's it's huge. Insanity. Yeah. Can't even wrap your brain around it. No. Yeah, th- that number is just... But, I mean, and, and that gets into... I, I know there's... <sighs> Sorry, I'm going to do it. But religious folk always have a problem with that with, as far as, like, no, that can't be right because that means we're insignificant. That, like, if we're God's people, that gives us purpose and everything like that. But, like, if you it makes it more important in my opinion to have a purpose. Cause what do I give a fuck what Mars thinks about me? You know, like you don't need to be meaningful to the whole fucking universe. Like I, I have a wife and kids, like I'm meaningful to them, to them. I, I create my meaning. I'm not put here for some shit. Like I'm here out of sheer, you know, odds i guess just like the the numbers the the dice rolled enough times that we're here now so you got you got choices do you want to create something that means something or do you want to you know just fucking die so i don't know that 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 whole you you don't need it from the divine you get it from giving a shit (laughs) i don't know yeah you you give yourself purpose right yeah Uh, you write your story you you don't need to be fucking preordained even if even if religion is your purpose, you gave that to you. Yeah, sure. So and go for it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't mean to like shit on that. I'm I'm just saying like you, we're not insignificant. You're not insignificant to the this, the things that you care about. Sure, we're all insignificant to the, the microbes that live on Titan, but they're insignificant to us too. It doesn't matter. And those other galaxies out there that are insignificant to us, and we're insignificant to them. We're, Probably never going to be able to contact them as they're moving further away, but who cares? I do want to point out, while well, that was a very meaningful and very inspiring thing, and there is zero irony in me saying that right now, I do want to point out that I there is a part of me that is like, ah, fuck, now I got to think about what the microbes on Titan think about me. I'm already worried about every <laughs> single person that looks at me. <laughs> Over the I didn't course even consider of my the life. microbes on Titan. <laughs> and Mars? Just Mars in general? I gotta be worried about the planet or any planets think of me? Fuck! Oh, how am I gonna fall asleep tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cox did say we th- we think there are microbes or were microbes on Mars with the building blocks of life. So they were we're actually looking there versus you know we ha- we haven't really looked too hard elsewhere and 
he he made another point like well with that and then I think you definitely made the some bit of this point a couple of times on several of these episodes that everyone hears life on other planets and it's just like, oh shit, what do these animals look like? He was like, anytime you look over the, I think he said this in the Conan O'Brien interview that I listened to, but any, anytime you look at the stars at best, slime is all those have to offer any of those planets <laughs> and he, he said right. a similar version of that in this one but yeah. yeah he said most of the time of, of life on earth was slime it was only in the fairly recent 600 million years or whatever it was compared yeah some, something like it took a third of the age of the universe for complex life to to be where to it get is. to this like once the earth formed yeah to get together it, it took four billion years of yeah. shit going right for me to be able to not talk to you in the same room and record it <laughs> so people right. can listen to it yeah. on their phones we hope <laughs> right i'm i'm a, i'm a fan of Sean Carroll too he brought up Sean Carroll he said that he asked him what does he think on average an average galaxy how many civilizations there are and Sean Carroll said zero and Brian Cox said, I think it's more like one. So probably somewhere between zero and one <laughs> civilization per galaxy. And even then that makes more sense. Two sorry. Two trillion. Or, or no, how many trillion? Right, that's still that, a that's lot still of civilizations. Two trillion civilizations. But right. has has one of them been around long enough? Yeah. To get to the other ones. And like, are there any other, like, I think we've said this previously, intelligent life, our definition of intelligent may not be right. Yeah. Like maybe there's a whale planet somewhere. They are intelligent. They do their own thing. They're not worried about space. They're good. They don't need fucking, I don't know, motorbikes or TVs or like I, I got a controller now that goes on my phone so I can turn my phone into a, a video game. Like they, <laughs> they may not care. They're good with plankton or whatever. <laughs> the whales. Yeah. Just just crushing plankton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like the baleen can barely keep up with how much plankton there is. Right. Yeah. Maybe that maybe they're content just like breaching every once in a while and, you know, that's good enough. Yeah. That's entertainment for me. Yeah. And see, back back to arguably the most fucking I don't know, the the most on point but also sounding like I'm trying way too hard thing is the the intelligent species are the ones that are incapable of hubris. Like stop why right. like why are we yeah, maybe. why are we so great? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's a better question. Per galaxy, how many of those civilizations are assholes? Maybe we're the only asshole <laughs> civilization in the universe. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. You fucking Shyamalan me. We've been Planet X this whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah, we're the dicks. We're the fucking, we're the, the bad guy planet from all the fucking 50s sci fi movies with the asshole square right. robots. Everybody on this planet needs that overview perspective that he was talking about. 
go out into space and look look at the Earth from above, and all the astronauts come back. Yeah, appreciation. But his quote was, "All the world's leaders should go to space, and some of them should come back." <laughs> he he was he was a bit more optimistic. He did say most of them should come back. <laughs> most of them, okay. Most of them should come back. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's even like um who the fuck? I didn't even uh William Shatner went to space. And I know this this sounds like a fucking me doing eighties comedy right now. Hey you guys hear William Shatner went to space. Finally went, yeah, William Shatner. Yeah. Star- you know from Star, Star Trek. Trek William yeah. Shatner. Yeah. I know. I can't believe he's alive either. Blah, blah, blah. Um yeah, he was upset there was no blue bitches to bang yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It's like, why didn't I come up here sooner? <laughs> um, but no, he same deal. Uh, he he got the uh, the overview, but it made him sad. Yeah. Which he, uh, he was one of the first. He's not ones. that important, right? Because he's he he's gonna die soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So he was just like, oh, "Welcome man. to being alive." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your definition of soon. Absolutely. If it's <laughs> if it's a fucking geological, <laughs> yep. everybody dies. Soon. You're already right. You're already <laughs> <Yeah>. dead. <laughs> the age of the universe. You didn't even live. <laughs> and and just for the record, I'm gonna twist, change this into an unexpected flat Earth rant. Oh, good. Yeah. So, Flat Earthers, how many more people are they letting in on this conspiracy? So, did the Illuminati bring fucking William Shatner in on it and tell him now he's lying about it? Well, he is part of the Hollywood cabal. Go on. (laughs) Okay. How about Dude Perfect? Because Dude Perfect went to space and filmed it on their own fucking cell phone or the one dude that went up there on his own. And they got famous for throwing Nerf balls. Are they in on the conspiracy? Did the Illuminati let them in? I, I yeah. don't have a joke, so probably. No, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like now, now that's now that space tourism is is becoming a thing. Can we please fucking stop? Can you just stop the shit? Probably not. But like, enough. no, it's I, it's it's all it's all disinformation. It's put out there intentionally. Uh, yeah, you know the answers. Even. even- even dude fucking perfect. <laughs> They're in the Illuminati now. Yeah. I've, they have a Nickelodeon I've, show. Once you have enough money, you get invited to join the Illuminati. You st- ask Ooh. your brother. Your brother got propositioned by the Illuminati. We, we, That's we, true. We they, did have that did. text chain. <laughs> yeah. They did email him and oh, no, text him and invite him in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the specifics of what he said. We'll, we'll have to pull up the transcripts of that for another episode. Because that, oh man, that's that's how you deal with fucking well, trolls. Was, yeah, the Illuminati recruiter ended up confused. <laughs> <laughs> and stopped talking to him. Yeah. So, job well done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in for this a thousand percent. Also, here's these three stipulations, which you're totally not going to be done with. <laughs> right. <laughs> so great. It was so great right. watching him just lay out. It's like, I can see where this is going, but I know you. <laughs> and you know what? You should too, Illuminati member slash scammer. 
you should know when people are fucking with you by this point right yeah pull pull the cord way earlier than that because you're wasting your own time which is i heard the plan they that's why they still do the i'm a stranded prince in nigeria and i only want to sell you money thing because they want to be they they only want this most gullible. They don't want halfway gullible people that are going to waste their time and back out. They want people that are morons from the start. Wow. It's, okay. So it's like yeah. they have the internet and they haven't heard of this. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So you send out 10 million emails. You only need the one moron that's getting this for the first time. And because everyone else eventually is just because that if you're a scammer, that's the resource time, right? Right, yeah, because you don't have a, you don't have. This is your job. This yeah. is your job. You, you can need... Malcolm Glad Gladwell your way into scamming people, and get your ten thousand right. hours. You don't want when when the other person when you say to the other person, okay, so now give me that verification code that the company just texted you. You don't want that other person then going, wait a minute, because now you wasted a day. Right. Yeah. As soon as. Fucking evil. Yeah. It sounds exhausting. I don't want to even try to talk to ten million right. people total. Just get a regular job and start start a podcast. It's much easier. Yeah, it's it's way easier and it's as lucrative, if not more. Must be. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Honestly, probably that because even if they make something, then they get caught. You know what? And. At this point, there's got to be as many podcasters as there are scammers on Earth, right? <laughs> Probably. It's got to be. It's got to be one to one, or at least roundable up for either one of Damn them. Damn close to be right there. Right. Um. For show. How did we get here? I think we were talking about Brian Cox. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were, in fact. Yeah. Thank you. So, Super Troopers one and two. Make sure you watch them. They're both good. They're both good. <laughs> oh, so to bring it back. So, um, zero to one, or yeah, somewhere between zero and one. Right. Uh, gal- civilizations. Yeah, civilizations per galaxy. Yeah. Uh, I loved this quote: "Microbes are common. Civilizations are rare." I like yeah. Because it. It, it's it's also, yeah, it, it's keeping in perspective because there's part of the. When, again, I think I, I started hearkening back to what I said earlier. Um, <laughs> the, I, I think I said something about uh, hearing that there's life. Yeah, hearing that there's, oh, there's life elsewhere in the universe. And, uh, so everyone's like, oh, shit, you know, people, animals, horses, you know, things like that right. on other planets. But no, it's it's mostly bullshit. So, yeah, yeah if there is life in the universe. Single cell. Yeah, I, I think this is what we were saying right before we uh, <laughs> we ended up on whatever the fuck we were just talking about, which I've also <laughs> forgotten. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Maybe we'll end back there yeah. by accident. That'd be funny. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a revolving door of the same conversation for the next three hours. <laughs> this is a long podcast. Uh, it's 
that uh oh yeah so uh microbes are rare or common civilizations are rare so there's life in a lot of places but again it took yeah. us a third of the life of the universe to get to this point so right. that makes that makes this way more rare like that like oh no we're we're the only living thing there's other stuff but there's nothing anywhere as near us at all like even fucking close right. like think of as far away as you can and it's a number you can't even think of times farther away <laughs> right before you can find something that can write something yeah. down and uh oh these are some of my favorite things he said also like cuz he got real he got really good with words like he was always really good with words but like he he said a lot of really poignant things and it, to bring up contact like when Jody Foster was like should have sent a poet should have sent Brian Cox you could have just said that he he yeah, would have been able to fucking think of a nice concise way to put it but um man is a He's left-brained and right-brained. Yes. He's got them both working. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a fucking <laughs> top, uh, I don't know, pop keyboardist or whatever. Yeah, he. He's... Tony Blair also <laughs> used that song to run for office. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. like that's that's big enough. Like j- j- just yeah. just for uh, frame of reference. Fleetwood Mac, don't stop believing is what Bill Clinton used. Not that not that okay. they're the same person. I think Tony Blair was during uh George W's terms. But, but yeah, still, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, a big yeah, it's politician like, using. I am going to run yeah. for office and I'm gonna use this song that I hope <laughs> tugs at people's heartstrings. And it's this <laughs> Oh, you mean this particle physicist over here? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Back on the yeah. keyboards. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But art and science. So the uh, yeah, these that's the points he was making. So uh, that we have a galactic responsibility. Right. If we're yeah, it. if we're it, we're, yeah. it's it's bigger than us. It's bigger than our solar system. It's all. 400 billion stars if we're yeah. in for for this galaxy then we're gonna life in this galaxy if we don't take care of ourselves will cease to exist and the only yeah. reason any of this stuff we can say all these things are beautiful if we're not here to if no one's here to observe it it's it's not beautiful or majestic or crazy yeah. yeah if no one's here to say that is fucking cool i'm gonna name it a magnetar <laughs> then it's not a cool thing named the magnetar it's just <laughs> doesn't mean anything <laughs> if nobody's here to be like oh man this planet's huge i'm gonna name it after me boss the king of england george and then like don't you fucking damn <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not. Don't you fucking do. We're intelligent life. Yeah. Knock it off. Oh, no, you fucking burning me privates. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he's trying to name a fucking planet George. He's all fucking sinks and toilets, he is. 
<laughs> we should go out on that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we're in an hour. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool beans. Well, uh, there was a twenty-minute video too. We'll we'll share it in the in the shit below. As well as yeah. other stuff. Oh, real quick before we go, last thing the the, oh, yeah. the picture the picture that I sent you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that picture is at like the two forty two minute forty nine second mark in the video. And it's from uh, the James Webb telescope and just it looks like stars are stretched out at a couple of points or uh, galaxies, excuse me, because they're galaxies at that point. Right. Right. And yeah, I'm not sure exactly what it was taking a picture of. But, yeah, there's a whole bunch of streaks and bright spots and, and things like that going on. And there it looks like there's even almost a circular pattern to it. So. It Sorry, did, God. right? Like there was like a like there was yeah. the center of the picture was like a higher the highest point, like almost like a dome. Like it was taking a picture. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I believe I again I don't know what it was taking a picture of, but that looks like gravitational lensing. So light travels through space. Mm-hmm. Everything moves in a straight line. And it's only the curvature of space that caused those straight lines to then turn, kind of. So in cases where you got something massive enough that it bends space to the point that uh, even as light is traveling along at light speed, it actually catches that hook, kind of catches that turn. Mm. So some of the spots in those pictures, if you see them on the left, on the right, and on the bottom, they kind of look familiar and they look a little stretched. It may be the same thing. It may be the light from one thing as it's coming out that kind of gets warped and wrapped around oh. and redirected towards us from three different points. Um, some of those brighter things, I don't know exactly. It could be maybe this is a, a quasar or maybe this is the thing that they were focusing on. Or maybe it's closer. Maybe we're looking at like a distance thing and the further ones are the redder ones. So that I'm not really sure about. But the the circular stuff is definitely uh, some kind of gravitational lensing effect where just the picture holding up a giant magnifying glass over an anthill, like how you can focus the light. Same thing if you tilt it a different way. It just changes the way the light moves. Okay. Which is very cool. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the things I had. That's all me notes. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Can't get out of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, under the guise of science at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. Guys always spelled G U I S E. Always G-U-I-S-E. At Science Guys on Twitter. 
uh, under the guise of science on TikTok, under the guise of science on YouTube. I think on YouTube it's under the guise space of science or something like, like that. Like the word space? I don't know why. Okay. No, like there's just everything is one. <laughs> under the guise outer space of science. <laughs> under the guise outer space physics uh, telepathy of at dot science. No symbols. All things are spelled out. Dollar sign. Yeah, write it all out to the bitter end. Every S is a dollar sign, but instead of an actual dollar sign, it's the words dollar sign spelled out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool beans. All right. As always, listen to Firebox. Fire Fire. Next up. Yeah.